Okay. All right. Welcome back. Uh, recently, I was uh, continuing my observation of a human process, which means reading news and uh, geopolitics and people who uh, understand some of the um, deeper dynamics uh, associated with uh, moving humanity to a new world order. And I've been watching the TV series called Colony, uh, not The Colony, but Colony, uh, three seasons, very grim, uh, associated with a kind of negative extraterrestrial invasion, exploitation of humanity in association with an elite based in Davos, Switzerland. Uh, that becomes the occupation or does the work of occupation of uh, regions of Earth, uh, breaking down nations in accord with the hosts. This is the Colony TV series uh, script, uh, which are using humanity as a labor force uh, for some, you know, plans that they need. And reading about the scandals that keep evol you know, keep being revealed and how awful and um, the, the continual, you know, lying of the mainstream media and uh, violence of various nations and groups, injustice, and um, very horrible stuff. Uh, if we keep reading, if we keep an eye on looking uh, at the motives, the deeper level, trying to see and understand deeper level motives, and um, keeping uh, our finger on the pulse of... Um, civilization at this time at the end of the third density cycle which is clearly breaking down in many ways and um, like the Yuri Bezmenov uh, discussion of demoralization active measures subversion uh, Dr. Day material that's not all that's going on but it's <laughs> going on and growing and um, the more you look uh, if you want deeper and deeper sources of information there are many there's lots of deception and confusion but there's there are some uh, increasing number of very <clears throat> keen-eyed um, alternative news uh, speakers or researchers speaking um, and it looks uglier and uglier to me and um, one may feel great distress and then there's some value to take a break and after taking a break, one may want to go back in and uh, go back into the battlefield uh, to observe. I don't think we're battling much, or I'm not, but um, observing with love wisdom is a form of service on the battlefield. Um, honestly, witnessing, recording, seeing, knowing, of course it's transferred for wanderers up to the home group. Of course it's brought to the, the distillations of it, depending on one's position. Uh, distillations of one's observations absolutely are sent upstairs uh, via higher self to the home group, to possibly Council of Saturn. Uh, not every time. I mean, you know, it's not like, oh, he did that, and uh, better tell my group upstairs or something. It's got to be <laughs> something of a deeper understanding, like, perhaps the need for the Logos to modify the parameters of the law of free will so as to intensify the quarantine or further limit negative intervention from 4D negative. This kind of um, 
input, uh, maybe growing. <clears throat> and I uh, thought back on um, the discussion of Noah from the Bible in uh, the book of what's the whole works of Flavius Josephus uh, from about 2,000 years ago that I had presented previously, I want to present again today, just a short uh, two or three paragraph reading from <clears throat> the book is actually the whole works of Flavius Josephus translated by Charles Clark, uh, a, a reading of the Bible from the Roman historian or whoever he was, Flavius Josephus, and nobody's perfect, but there's some interesting points here. And very related to the present age, in the Bible it seems to be understood that the second coming or the return of the Christ, the saints coming marching in, <clears throat> would be uh, associated with humanity or civilization at a time akin to the age of Noah before the flood. And as if anybody remembers, I had, it's a very <laughs> small point, I had thought, oh my God, such shocking degeneracy, and did a Google search for those two words and found this source from... Flavius Josephus talking about Noah, and hence the name of today's talk, <clears throat> uh, Noah and End Times Anomy, Noah and the End Times Anomy, which is not a band, but um, a perspective on um, the end of third density. Uh, <clears throat> the word anomy, so, so I want to, th this word anomy, I want to present A-N-O-M-I-E, it comes from the French anome, which really means no norm, normlessness, no norms, or lawlessness. <clears throat> there are a few references, uh, definition, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, Wikipedia, even though these are not uh, the you know, postgraduate sources, they're interesting and enough for an introductory <clears throat> uh, riff upon... Uh, the anomie of the current time. The <clears throat> definition, I'm going to go back and forth here. Uh, this definition of anomie that I'm using, the first, the entry-level discussion here, from Miriam Merriam-Webster, social instability resulting from a breakdown of standards and values. And so anomie, or anomie, or not a normlessness <clears throat> as uh, a social condition um, associated with degeneration of standards and values and morals. Then, too, also anime pertaining to normlessness or lawlessness or standardlessness, no norms, no nomi, no nomi uh, associated with the individual. So, second definition here personal unrest, alienation. I would say distress, uncertainty, comes from lack of purpose or ideals. So the individual um, finding themselves without guidance, without, without a sense of purpose, without standards, without a uh, philosophical or moral uh, framework in which to make decision. It may include confusion about one's goals or confused confusion about one's goals, confusion about one's desires. What do I want? 
What do I need? Why am I here? <clears throat> I feel adrift. I feel purposeless. I feel life is meaningless. I feel powerless. Uh, I don't understand why I'm here. I don't even know what I want. I don't even know if I want anything. Very common for wanderers also. And so uh, there's the individual level of anime, there's a social level of anime, and then there's the um, interplay. And so, okay, so we've got social breakdown, uh, so, uh, collective normlessness, collective immorality, amorality, amorality, like no morality, like we see uh, in the world today. <laughs> the breakdown of public order, um, people getting sucker punched uh, in the garage because they didn't give their parking space, uh, all sorts of uh, street violence that um, seems gratuitous, uh, including protests that turned violent all in various cities and countries that uh, went from peaceful protest to violent riot um, some cases justified, or what I would say is justified, in some cases just for the purpose of being destructive, right? Uh, anarchist, the anarche, uh, meaning no arche. Anarche as anomi, very similar. <clears throat> uh, anarchy, social anarchy that arises out of personal anime that is very much associated with the end times, that was... Um, uh, the a, a comparable backdrop at the time of Noah, or comparable socially at the time of Noah, uh, that we may feel much angst about and confusion. So these are, okay, so first two definitions of anime, and I'm going to take it further, social instability, breakdown of standards, um, normlessness, lawlessness, uh, for, at the in the collective, there's the society... It's a kind of decultured society, cultureless, a barbarian society, right? Right, or might makes right. There's no right but might. And, and, and the animalization of human mind is happening now, too. The dumbing down, right? That's part of what's going on. Lots of people looking like animals these days, if you hadn't noticed, at least my perspective. And so then there's the, so there's the social, and then there's the personal. Uh, which includes alienation and uh, personal meaninglessness and purposelessness. All right, then taking it further uh, to uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, link their second enemy in societies or individuals, condition of instability and distress <laughs> resulting from breakdown of standards and values or from lack of purpose or ideals. So lacking purpose lacking um, mutually accepted ideals, right? The, the de-religization or, or de-religion, taking, destroying religion, right? The, the continual revolution, the cultural Marxist position of the eternal forever revolution, breaking down everything and then breaking down the breaking down, is, leads to anime. <laughs> it leads to um, a lot of personal distress and a lot of chaos at the collective. Breakdown of standards. We see it all the time, right? I mean, people leaving their children in car, their babies in cars, and then they suffocate because of the temperature. People becoming more stupid. They're derationalizing. Very much happening, clearly. It's not everybody, but there's a lot. And if you push it, meaning if you ask people, certain people, 
deeper questions about their perspectives or their values or what they think right and wrong is, what they think good and bad is, there's a lot of confusion. You know, freedom is good, um, but freedom that leads to harming self and other is bad. So uh, humanity appreciates freedom perhaps more than ever before. That's great. But doesn't necessarily have the wisdom to understand that some freedom or the exercise of freedom may lead to harm. And so it's good to have freedom, but it's not good for you to do harm to self and other. Okay, well, that's pretty simplistic. But most people don't know that, or, or maybe they know that, but they don't... I, I mean, it seems to me most people, all souls, are continually learning what indeed... I have a big brown and green bird <laughs> uh, two feet outside my window perching on a branch. It's a kind of like a Taiwan pheasant. I think you'd say it's a Taiwan wood pheasant. It's about the size of a big pigeon. <laughs> brown and green, saying hello. That's very sweet. These days have been a lot of action here. <clears throat> I have to keep uh, reminding the community that this is not their house uh, in any case uh, mm, we surely see um, a lot of confusion <laughs> and uh, it is indeed confusing for us to make sense of what's going on in the world while indeed freedom is wonderful uh, it's not the whole of the law <laughs> as Crowley mis misunderstood uh, the law is um, causality and cosmic plan. Cosmic plan is, you know, as Ross said, the original desires that entities seek and become one. We're here to learn. Planets as schools for souls at levels of development to learn the lessons or make the seven chakra development associated uh, a appropriate to suitable at that dimensional level to move to the next dimensional level. That's it. So the purpose of cosmic plan is soul evolution. But there is a cosmic plan. And and soul evolution proceeds by causality called karma. So multi-incarnationality, reincarnation uh, set in a multi-dimensional space-time matrix called the octave where souls have the purpose of learning. And existence exists, I mean, creation exists for the purpose of its own development. God learning, the Logos learning, by way of its countless light emanation beings, beingnesses, souls, seven-dimensional, seven-chakra beings, evolving themselves by free will and decision and experiencing consequences of their decisions over eons of time through the dimensions. And so, <clears throat> this bird is very comfortable there. Uh, so, uh, it's very odd for a Taiwan pheasant to be 20 feet above the ground sitting on a branch. But uh, <laughs> it's my companion for today. Uh, so freedom is good, but a lot of people, or most people, have a lot of confusion and are learning. Okay, that's good. Um, in terms of... Um, what free decisions ought to be made and ought not to be made. Okay, everyone's learning. Then you have some people who are have conviction that their exercise of freedom 
is is good and this is where we see the problem where i feel a great angst is uh, people and individuals and particularly people in power who are exercising their freedom <laughs> and making decisions in ways that um, end up harming uh, society and and uh, i don't care if they harm themselves because they're already harmful but they're harming others and so there's increasing harm coming from the rightful free will exercise of free will of those in power that are making a world that is increasingly um, manifesting the brave new world of uh, Huxley. Um, the so-called transhumanist uh, um, technotronic age of total top-down control and very little freedom actually. So the unwise exercise of personal freedom leading humanity into its own enslavement. How about that for bitter? Meanwhile, there's another dynamic in play, which is also extremely bitter to behold, called hell on earth, which is the increasing um, demonization, <laughs> occult parasitize, parasitize, parasitizing of humans, of human beings, of society, of the leadership, of the culture, uh, leading 3D space-time to be, in some areas, particularly the cities, increasingly resonant with the lower astral plane, increasingly, increasingly resonant with um, the lower zones of uh, spoken in astral city, no solar, the hell realm, uh, 3D space-time <clears throat> increasingly resonant, not everywhere, not in nature, not apart from humanity, but where humanity concentrates very significantly akin to or resonant with and metaphysically porous, permeable to uh, the lower astral planes. So that's a hell on earth agenda. And that's very bitter to behold, or it's certainly very unpleasant for me to look at. <clears throat> and then from that, swinging back to Noah and Flavius Josephus, the first long link I sent. Two things to be spoken here. This is actually page 11 of the book, A Whole Works of Flavius Josephus, translated by Charles Clark, from the Latin, I guess. <clears throat> the left side of the page. Uh, at this time, before the flood, <clears throat> this time of Noah, uh, it's written, the progeny of Cain, right, Cain and Abel, the progeny of Cain daily became more addicted to and hardened in vice. They not only imitated, but surpassed the worst examples of former times. War, rapine, and violence were the practices in which they derived their greatest satisfaction. And when they happened to escape being polluted with the guilt of human blood, meaning they didn't get, they didn't, blowback didn't happen yet, they triumphed in pride, avarice, cruelty, and other detestable passions and propensities. <clears throat> if you're reading along, um, the old Latin, old style of typeface here is uh, what looks like an F is actually an S. <clears throat> so what looks like paphions is actually passions. And so triumphed in pride, avarice, cruelty, uh, derived greater satisfaction from war, and violence and deception and trickery. We see it, you know, in the scandals and <clears throat> the revelations of the day again and again and again. 
deception all over the place and age of deceit as orwell said definitely hardened addicted to the progeny of cain more addicted to and more hardened in vice hardening in vice that's definitely happening for some people uh, and finding satisfaction in that hardening of vice and successful uh, killing harming cheating stealing tricking yeah it's pretty bitter or it's pretty ugly <clears throat> that's not everybody but um <laughs> looks to me like there's an increase of uh, stupidity and ignorance and arrogance and violence and deception and uh confusion and distortion not everywhere some places don't have much of it at all actually <clears throat> and some places have a an absolute surfeit or excess of it chapter three right side of the page continuing this is the chapter that i'm just going to read a few paragraphs from where i hooked into this book as a result of a google search thinking on the phrase uh, shocking degeneracy chapter three the the summary is this is of god's judgment on the wickedness of mankind noah builds the ark the genealogy of noah universal deluge which is uh, the end of their density one way or another testimonies of former writers relating to noah's ark his noah's prayer and then the almighty's covenant with noah <clears throat> most of that i'm not going to read just the first couple of paragraphs here and i've read this before but i think it bears repeating uh, chapter three mankind lived for the space of seven generations in obedience to the will of the almighty acknowledging him as the only god the creator of heaven and earth and the supreme lord of the universe but from that period they degenerated from the practice of piety and virtue to the commission of the most abominable sins the time of noah the great and powerful men of the earth cohabiting with the women an impious and wicked race of people was produced this is the hybridization anunnaki and leel anunnaki and all that but you can say that there's some uh, demonic possession among the leadership going on today yeah right and um, all sorts of issues associated with um, their reality versus their presentation <laughs> uh, a word to the wise uh, humans are not always as they appear and so certainly the great and the powerful are those at the top of the pecking order here um you know as david ike has spoken about <laughs> uh as uh, fritz springmeyer details in in uh, exhausting detail uh have let themselves uh, be cohabited by lower astral entities and uh, voluntary possession as some kind of uh, elite method of uh, continuing their power gain uh and managing society very much similar to uh, and including uh, the uh, they live scenario of um, what uh, human embodied um, negative et that's going on there too that's going on too it's not huge number but it's going on and it's worse than before and so we're looking at the ugly today um, the ugly is a subsection of what's going on but but looking at the ugly <clears throat> helps us work address our pain you know we don't have pain from joy we have pain from disharmony and conflict and confusion and the evil and the negativity that's growing here that's not the only thing happening but it is happening 
and and ugly is not the only truth but it's part of the truth it's a part of the totality of our experience and particularly it's valuable to look in at the ugly because the ugly or the vicious or that's of vice and that's of deception and trickery and the negative activities are related to our pain (laughs) and our alienation and our angst living here and um, it can be healed increasingly for sure so at this time and this is basically about prior to the time of Noah which is very similar to now great and powerful men of the earth um, it's really um, <laughs> Orion 40 negative cohabitating with women impious and wicked race of people was produced you know Rick Wiles talking about genetically modified soldiers or ISIS genetically modified ISIS in Syria what Putin talked about it Prime Minister or not Prime Minister Foreign Minister of Syria talked about it genetically modified soldiers super soldiers is that associated is that not resonant with the uh, creating an impious and wicked race of people by uh, genetic hybridization akin to what happened 3500 years ago is it not resonant I think obviously it is and so another dynamic of the present time uh, similar to the time of Noah Noah severely regretted the shocking degeneracy of the age. He regretted it. He was deeply um, grieved by it. He severely regretted the shocking degeneracy of the age and exerted his utmost endeavors to reclaim mankind from their iniquitous practices, their evil ways. But instead of effecting a reformation in their conduct, they became still more incorrigibly abandoned to their evil propensities. And apprehending that his efforts to dispose them to righteousness might excite them to wreak their vengeance upon him by assassinating him and his whole family as the most effectual means of preservation he judged it prudent to depart from the country prudent to depart from the country yes indeed that sometimes the most prudent is to simply leave the battle zone to leave the battlefield because we're not battling we're trying to help not helping by battling we're helping by love light and when indeed a person or a group um, doesn't want it and in fact returns kindness with cruelty or anger or unjust you know kind of unjust treatment unfair treatment I'm trying to help you and you you piss on me or you spit on me or you hate me for bringing up these ideas I certainly won't anymore right of course and so that's what happens those that are truly tied to the lower astral um, are enraged at an attempt to pull them from it or break the connection that gives them a certain kind of of power it's a basically force versus power it's lower astral force that they've become attached to associated with letting themselves um, be used by lower astral entities and um, continuing the re- their reversed perspective so that you know <laughs> uh, war is peace and uh, freedom is slavery or slavery is freedom so their enslavement their self-binding metaphysical self-binding and their deceptive speech and manipulation of others this is not everyone but some those that do this <laughs> that are running society or civilization in most countries around the world their deceptive speech what we call their deceptive speech 
they consider truth, their uh, agenda they consider uh, assistance to humanity <laughs> is indeed enslavement of humanity. So uh, freedom is slavery. Or uh, they hate, they, they love to be in control, right? So the increase of um, control freaks, self-controlling, controlling other by speech, by action, then they think it's good. If you talk about that or have an opposing view, they may indeed become still more incorrigibly, incorrigibly abandoned to their evil propensities. And rather than <laughs> uh, them wanting to listen or learn or change, uh, it might excite them to wreak their vengeance upon him or us by assassinating him or us, or at least harming in some way. Uh, that being the result that may occur by honest presentation of our perspective um, yeah in many cases it is most prudent to depart from that person or end that relationship or make a distance or leave the country uh, not suicide but some way of departing from the field of distortion going on the piety and virtue of Noah had obtained him the favor of the Almighty but such were the general depravity and corruption of mankind as to inflame the wrath of God. This is just, you know, karma, bad karma. Who, God, determined to exterminate them from the face of the earth, right, the flood, and produce another race of men who should live more comfortably to his divine will, or conformably, in conformity. The next race may well live in more conformity to divine will, which is basically being seek and become one. And I guess there's a negative path, yeah? But actually, nearly very, very few souls are truly negative at base of beingness. Nearly, I mean, it looks 90% to me of the souls that are in third density ought to be on the positive path because their higher self got there by, high, by the positive path. So that's called positive at base of beingness, as far as I understand it. And so... It, it indeed is the ways of love and, and balance and harmony and harmlessness. This is akin to, these are the ways, one, some ways of living comfortably or in conformity. It's not comfortably, actually. It's in conformity to divine will. The will to evolve for all of us being, being nearly, not, nearly all evolve on the positive path seek and become one on the positive path is conformity with divine will cosmic plan then going on god also resolved to abridge abridge the period of human existence so that the life of man should not exceed 120 years and so that's the idea that the lifespan was cut back then from you know 900 just like ross said and the bible does too to 120 and less and down 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 the almighty communicated to noah his intention of deluging the earth the deluge and commanded him to construct an ark according to the principles which he was pleased to explain and that's that and i'm not going to go into the uh, the uh, methods and uh, the uh, engineering details of making an ark uh and so <clears throat> the plan was to save a remnant of the animals and 
started up again. And that's what, <laughs> in some ways, uh, you know, the situation today is quite different because we're at the end of their density, um, not simply um, a new cycle in their density, uh, but this notion of cleaning the slate or wiping clean the slate uh, may well happen. And, I mean, you know, Earth changes are continuing, if you hadn't noticed. And so anomalous weather, and particularly, you know, particularly, I mean, animal deaths, certainly birds and ocean creatures, uh, but particularly volcanism and earthquakes. Uh, huge number of earthquakes in Southern California, volcanism continuing steady globally, meaning volcanic volcanoes uh, bursting. You know, it's not uh, Krakatoa at this point. It's not Pompeii yet. Uh, it may well be. It may not be. Uh, but it might be. <laughs> and that would be akin to uh, a deluge. It's basically the, the cycle or age ending by fire rather than water. So the age of Noah, the time of Noah, ended by water. Uh, and the current age of third density, end game, end time, may well end by water or fire. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to end by something. It'll just end. And um, mm, the point is uh, we're witnessing all sorts of um, changes in humanity that may well be quite distressing for us to behold. Now, again, like we said in the, in, you know, the first hour, the human body is also a, a magical, divine form. And humanity is, you know, everyone is God. Yeah, as Nityananda said, as it's true. All beings are emanations of the one infinite creator, true. And <laughs> there is shocking degeneracy growing on planet Earth in 3D now. Put it together. It's not either or. It's both. And so, but if we want to look at how we have trouble... We have trouble based on um, our reaction to the distortions of the collective that we're living amidst, as well as our own, you know, distortions. I mean, I don't think Gautama was happy to see warfare, right? Gautama, without seven chakra, you know, free of seven chakra blockages, is not happy to see warfare and slaughter. It probably distresses him too. Yeah, right. Howard Storm talking to the angel about, or doing life review with the angel or the entity, that entity was visibly sad when they, in their life review, went through Howard Storm's experiences when he was harmful or hurtful to people. So that e even angels get sad, you know. Even great beings who are free of distortion feel distress at the suffering of others and injustice and the execution of harm. Right? They're not happy with himsa. <laughs> they don't, you know, uh, uh, you don't have to have a distortion. There's not much distortion needed to feel distress at, at, at uh, slaughter, at harm, at suffering and misery and wretched conditions. That's pretty natural, normal reaction. Even the Logos is not too happy about it, you know. So uh, we should, you know, acknowledge that... Um, we do feel distress sometimes. And so, <clears throat> from the Law of One, 1723, I guess I didn't send that link. 
there is a there is a statement associated with that from Ra. Don was asking the uh, second part of his question. Can you tell me why the Earth will be fourth density positive instead of fourth density negative after the cycle is complete? Since it seems to him that there is greater negative population, right? And so the loud signal from the current shocking degeneracy and um, reveling in depravity, which is not the majority, no, it's a minority. But look at the news and look at things, you'll see more and more of it than you want. And it's growing and increasing, no doubt. Ross said, the earth seems to be negative, meaning humanity collective. This is due to the quiet, shall we say, horror, which is the common distortion which those good or positively oriented entities have towards the occurrences which are of your space-time present. However, those oriented and harvestable in the ways of service to others greatly outnumber those whose orientation towards service to self has become that of harvestable quality, which is true, <laughs> but uh, quite insufficient to fully explain uh, our experience or even help with a deeper level of healing. Yeah, okay, sure. The number of harvestable humans who, you know, 51% plus serves to other, meaning significantly, adequately, significantly, adequately green reactivated, adequately love-based and kindly to make the grade, the meek inheriting the kingdom of earth. Yeah, sure. That number is indeed greatly more than those harvestable to 40 negative. 95% serve itself. Sure, true, of course. 95% STS is very difficult. Very, nearly none of the human leadership is hit, will hit it. Nearly none. Uh, because they're inadequately evil. Yeah, sure. That's why they keep falling apart. <clears throat> you see them degenerating mentally, physically even, uh, commonly, because they can't take the voltage of uh, continuing to progress on the negative path. And meanwhile, they're... they're greatly more human beings around us, here and there, who are harvestable to 40 positive. Ross said that it would be unlikely to not notice the radiance, the spiritual aura, the demeanor, the, the ambiance, the spiritual field of such a harvestable person. Okay, fine. However, <laughs> negativity is growing and growing. Not only, but that's also true. People have a real problem. If I say something, again, <laughs> saying A is uh, A is A doesn't mean um, anything else but that. There's much, 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 much more that isn't being said that may well be true. So negativity is growing and growing and growing. Rod talked about in the short term increase of individuals and groups um, of negative polarity. Same, same wise, increase of uh, individuals and groups growing in positive polarization. Of course, they're both happening. But we don't, if we want to address our pain, <laughs> we have to address the dark side of the problem or the problem. The problem is we're living in a system where there's a growing negativity. Not only, but true. And so that is enemy. And that's our enemy and our quiet horror. And <clears throat> I want to read a couple paragraphs, do a time check, uh, paragraphs from the Wikipedia page on anime, uh, because truly, if you go into 
the very dark tangles of what's going on today. Um, truly, they, so one of the agendas is to create hell on earth or to uh, make metaphysical resonance between human society and culture and the lower zones. This is not a small matter. This is um, very significant. <clears throat> and one should, those that seek uh, great love light ought to know it. Now, <clears throat> anime, Wikipedia, quote, a condition in which society provides a little moral, little moral guidance to individuals. <laughs> yeah, right, that's going on. Uh, this is a consequence, uh, but not necessarily what it is. So yeah, Wikipedia has some problems, but let's rectify. Society indeed provides little moral guidance or very confused guidance. This evolves from conflict of belief systems, so we've got the dynamic of the individual and the group, and change over time. Causes breakdown of social bonds between individual and the community. And so, yes, um, certainly wanderers have a normally uh, tenuous um, connection or loyalty to, allegiance to, intimate feeling to appreciate human culture. I mean, I think most wanderers at a deep level are wary of human culture, and we ought to be, because there's lots of misunderstanding and distortion here that's taken as uh, truth and, and the right way, or uh, lots of uh, human uh, perspective that is, um, it would be from the universal considered highly distorted, right? <clears throat> the, the vast sinkhole of indifference... Um, um, the distortions the, the distortions which infect your peoples the depths of the distortions which infect your peoples so yeah um, the culture provides huge uh, volumes of um, unquestioned distortion mis misunderstanding or mistaken assumptions, harmful assumptions or values and um you know, there's much that we have to um, untangle <laughs> to get clear and, and more well in a highly distorted collective, which is distorting further. <clears throat> in a person, and so we've got the, now the, the view, the perspective of the, at the personal. In a person, this can progress into a dysfunctional ability to integrate within normative situations of their social world. Um, meaning, <laughs> for a person... The breakdown of collective standards uh, leading to confusion at the individual level or uh, inability to fit to the social expectations or the social values or norms uh, can, can lead to the individual inability to actually live in society or get along in society. In, in dysfunctional ability means no ability or damaged ability to integrate in society, to integrate within normative situations of the social world, to get along, to just, you know, why don't you just be normal? We can't sometimes, and we shouldn't sometimes. And so, you know, you got to figure out what's best for you, and, you know, harm harm less to self and other, and um, we have to figure this out as we go along. <laughs> But uh, this, e.g., uh, an unruly, unruly or confused personal scenario 
that results in fragmentation of social identity and rejection of values. What social identity do wanderers have? <laughs> For those that are conscious that this is um, one level of our being or identity, uh, saying so will land us uh, behind bars or in the nuthouse or in the psychiatric ward or scorn or ostracism or mockery. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> we come here to help. And if we were honest and, and forthright about how we feel about ourselves, you know, many people would have a very adverse reaction. Oh, well, how about that? So that's part of what we signed up for. Next paragraph. The term is commonly anime, <clears throat> commonly understood to mean normlessness, uh, nomi, believed to have been popularized by Emile Durkheim in his book Suicide at the end of the 19th century. Uh, however, and there is a lot of confusion, meaning the, the, ter the term anime, as he used it, was quickly changed by others using it in other ways to mean other things. Meanwhile, so now we have a whole spectrum or constellation of meanings of the word anime. He first introduces the concept in his 1893 book, Division of Labor and Society, right? So society was changing, was industrializing, right? Heavy industrializing was really sinking in at the end of the 19th century. And this was associated with um, displacement of lots of people who were workers in obsolete, becoming obsolete industries or becoming obsolete occupations during the industrialization time. Human mind is such a pit. So uh, <clears throat> that's why many entities, the greater ones, they talk little. They don't try to explain because it's such a tangled web to untangle in, in, in explanation. I mean, <laughs> the depths of the distortions that infect your peoples. Most higher souls wouldn't come to those depths, like in uh, Nosolar. Very few people in Astral City go to the lower zones to, on the rescue operations. Very few. Partly because they can't handle it. And a lot of higher ones just say, you know... <laughs> It's your problem, not mine. Uh, you got yourself there by your own decisions. And, um, you know, I can't be with you all the time. Sorry. Uh, I can't be in the realm of 3D um, untangling distortions forever. Or 3D incarnation. Um, <laughs> higher self um, and, and many 6th density beings, 5th um, density and 6th density and up, um, don't really have, are, don't really, are not really eager to come into the, the realms of 3D uh, distortion or the realms of mind in which untangling can occur. <laughs> but that's part of my uh, life purpose here. Uh, so, okay, he never used the term normlessness, Durkheim. He described anime as derangement and insatiable will. So now we're getting more complicated he was a sociologist looking at uh, the sociology of industrializing societies, its effect on the workers, the workers' perspectives and experiences in such a changing place, and how society, even by the end of the 19th century, was um, deforming religiosity, religious religions deforming, or loss of faith, breakdown of faith and trust in the institutions. It happens off the fond de cycle or the end of the age, the end of the age, the 90s um, of any century, 
there's often further breakdown, you know, it's the third, the final sub subplane, the final substage of, a, of an epoch, like a century, things fall apart. They are now two. Uh, and, they're, and, and some of the rebuilding is quite awful. So he talked about anime as derangement. Whose derangement? It's in some ways the derangement of the fit between the workers and um, the uh, economic nature, economic basis of that society. But we can understand that <laughs> there's further derangement in society today, and we may feel a bit ourselves deranged occasionally. Insatiable will. Well, that's another matter. He used the term the malady of the infinite, so you can see he wasn't a very spiritual fellow. Because desire without limit can never be fulfilled. Yeah, well, that's tautological. <laughs> unending desire is unfulfillable because it's unending. Yeah, well, that's tautological and not very deep. Uh, but there is a matter there, as an aside, how to handle desire. The Buddhist Hindu typical monastic way is um, just say no. Or restrain physical, you know, restraint of, of speech and action and uh, process it mentally. Meanwhile, Ross said, um, all desires are right for the entity at the proper time and, um, you know, don't, don't, over, don't try to overcome it or suppress it. Uh, and whatever might be harmful, try to experience it internally or mentally. But, um, you know, uh, proper role for the entity is to experience all things desired. That won't be harmful to self and other. Uh, experience it physically. That's a very different approach than the Buddhist Hindu monastic approach, which is um, severe restraint <laughs> of speech and action, and um, process it. You know, be mindful of its arising and passing away, which means suffer its persistence into uh, its eventual um, cessation. Suffer persistence unto cessation. Suffer persistence unto cessation. <laughs> the, the persistence of distorted or painful desires, or any desire would be, you know, for the monk. Uh, suffer during the persistence of that desire or feeling or whatever uh, until it goes away or passes away in cessation. That's a very different approach than <laughs> the proper role for the entity is to experience all things desired, as Ross said. All right. So we've got two different approaches to desire, uh, but his perspective is it can only become more more intense. What if you have endless desire? Okay, well if you have endless desire, it, it is endless, right? And it becomes more intense. I think that there must be some confusion in the write up here. Uh, for Durkheim, anime arises more generally from a mismatch between the personal or group standards, you know, between personal or group standards and wider social standards, and there's all sorts of different points here, or from a lack of social ethic, meaning the demoralization of society, which we see going on at pace today, which produces moral deregulation or demoralization and an absence of legitimate aspirations. How many people want what's truly good for them? I mean, rising in a surface of self corporate hierarchy, is that really good for them? I don't know. You tell me. Um, buying uh, the latest $2,000 cell phone. This is insane. I mean, just me and Rick Wiles, we don't have a cell phone or we're looking at cell phone prices and I hadn't, I don't have a cell phone and looking at prices. Really? It's $1,500 plus plus for the latest cell phone? 
my god that's horrible and so uh many people want many things it's totally their right and in many cases they have some very real temporary empty sukkah happiness yeah as as substantial as anything they have some temporary happiness we have some temporary happiness from certain desires or from any desire but to what extent are people's um, aspirations in line with their long-term welfare and benefit well if they keep recycling in 3d I guess it's not too much so mismatch between the personal and the group mismatch between um, my perspective and society right so that's associated with alienation right personal anime or uh, personal distress <laughs> existential angst which is not exactly anime but it's a it, it's a distress uh, that comes from an animistic condition in which who I am and what society is and offers don't fit what society is becoming and what I value doesn't fit what I value and what they value don't match or lack of a social ethic right religions people are throwing out religion in their um, their sophisticated skepticism atheism intellectualism scientism their great mind they're throwing out religion as bunk and hookum hokum not hookum that's hookah hokum hokum and bunk bunk and hokum um, and therefore all and and along the way throw out morality too like Putin said yeah absolutely people are demoralizing yeah right there some 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 we're looking at the we're taking a look under <clears throat> a very rotted piece of wood a very rotted piece of wood is not the only trunk in the forest not the only zone in the forest a forest of the octave <laughs> the garden of samsara uh, within the garden of samsara there are some rotted trees you know there are some slugs and maggots and all sorts of uh, negativity in certain portions of it that's what we're looking at but that's where our pain comes from or the its reality and us being here in this world <clears throat> is very much associated with our angst and existential angst at being here and it's different for each person of course and so <clears throat> there's a little quote here saying passage from uh, some researchers or somebody writing uh, something for the University of Illinois 20 years ago most sociologists associate the term anime with Durkheim who used the concept to speak of the ways in which an individual's actions are matched or integrated or not with a system of social norms and practices the individual and the collective Anomie is a mismatch, not simply the absence of norms, although it is understood by many as normlessness. Thus, a society with too much rigidity and little individual discretion, right, a fascist, totalitarian, new world order, brave new world state, too much rigidity, little individual freedom, could also produce a kind of anime, of course. Meaning, the mismatch between the individual and the collective, and today you have a, a demoralizing or a demonizing <laughs> or a negativizing um, 
decaying <laughs> collective uh, culture structure, structure of society. In many ways, things are falling apart. Absolutely. And so, <clears throat> uh, down the page a bit, uh, etymology, the word reborrowing from French spelling of anomie with a Y, lawlessness, Greek, law, without law, without nomos, without law. And so, regardless of the fact that Durkheim's usage of the term anomie has been changed by later researchers, and there are associated conditions of personal alienation that are not quite the same as his original usage of the term anomie, where we're talking about a mismatch between what society needs and what society offers versus the individual that no longer can fit that, can no longer offer what society needs, can no longer, no longer agrees uh, or matches what society uh, offers or values as its beliefs even. The mismatch in belief and um, productive sources of income or labor or economic engagement between individual and the collective, uh, that's definitely ongoing. And so you've got a lot of people who are, um, have been downsized or you know, the employment figures in America, right? Oh, 3%, 2%, 4%. Oh, yeah, really? Because what? They don't use U6. They only they use a, a calculation of unemployment that no longer includes people not looking for jobs for longer than... who've not been looking for a job uh, a month ago or six months ago. If they stop looking, then they're no longer unemployed. Ah, okay. So the unemployment is only those who've been looking for a job in the last one month or three or six. Uh-huh. And what about everybody who stopped? They're not unemployed. They're not counted anymore. So therefore, they're not unemployed, right? Okay. So that's America. And you've got a lot of other countries. You know, this is an age of deceit. <laughs> Nearly everything that the mainstream news is saying um, is some form of um, distorted um, partial truth or outright deception and uh, seeking to manufacture consent or uh, sway human opinion. Um, lead us to think one way or another. And so the dividing line is um, those that, that love truth uh, enough to suffer the pain of anime, the pain of the mismatch uh, to the collective and the um, uh, a person you know who's willing to suffer, the pain of watching uh, the degradation and demoralization and subversion of culture and admit it. It's not everywhere. It's not everyone. It's not the end of the world. It's not the whole octave. It's just this planet at this time, at this end time scenario. Uh, but it runs all the way from um, stupidity to outright uh, wicked, shocking degeneracy. And um, being honest about it, about how what we're seeing and what it is and how we feel 
is, um, I think, necessary to the healing of the enemy of being here in this time of um, human cultural uh, crisis and degeneration. Degeneracy, deviancy, um, confusion, and a lot of pain. There's lots and lots of pain, more than ever before, it seems to me. But also, some people are more and more getting clear and uh, sitting in love. But don't think a Buddha feels happy to see warfare. <laughs> don't see. Don't think that the evolved beings don't feel pain and grief. No, they do. They feel more pain and grief than you do. They feel more grief at um, real-time suffering than we do. So the angel was not did not have the same reaction to Howard Storm in his life review when he was hurting people versus helping people. So don't pretend, don't think that you should be cheerful and bright all the time. Up and down, you know, it's the yin-yang of feeling. It's natural. It's natural to feel grief and angst at suffering and pain and deviancy and degeneracy and wickedness and deception and all that. Sure. Okay. But we don't have to get stuck there. But we shouldn't um, pretend it isn't so, or do any kind of spiritual bypassing. So, uh, understanding a bit about anime, at uh, particularly at you know uh, anime uh, anime at the current time, um, the inevitable mismatch between the self spiritualizing and the increasingly negative and distorted human culture under the sway of, you know, committed 3D negatives and their Orion 4D negative bosses. There will inevitably be a continuing mismatch and a growth of this enemy. Now, that doesn't mean there has to be endless distress or we'll feel worse and worse and worse and worse. No, no absolutely not necessary. It can be, but we don't have to. But we certainly need to make changes um, internally, externally, right? The external is people, place, and thing. People, place, and work, meaning who we're with, where we live, therefore what happens in the area in which we're living, and what we do, work, which may not be, you know, we need normally income-producing work, but some people have enough and they don't do it. But whatever, there is how we spend our day each day, <laughs> which is called work. So people, place, and work are the areas of focus that often need attention and some modification or um, some uh, uh, readjustment, reformation to continue living, uh, to continue taking good care of ourselves and growing and helping in this lifetime. And then there's inner adjustment, which is really uh, know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator or deep self-acceptance and healing, uh, release of old pain and re-examining of, of mistaken assumptions and unrealistic expectations. You know, expect reality, but identify mistaken expectations and um, investigate assumptions because sometimes they're wrong. We assume certain things, we assume this is this, is this. it may not be. Or it may be only sometimes, but not as much as you thought. So, looking into assumptions, looking into expectations, 
increasingly realistic, increasingly honest with ourselves about emotional process, which really means our pain. The four unpleasant worldly winds, right? Associated with loss of any type, associated with pain, um, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, uh, associated with uh, people blaming us or any kind of dishonor or social marginalization, whatever. Um, honest, honestly feeling distress when it arises and honestly looking into its causes and its sources um, with forgiveness and compassion and kindness to self and other, of course. But this is necessary with what may well be an increasing mismatch between how society is being deformed and how we are developing love, wisdom, and awareness of unity. So, uh, I recommend um, further <laughs> understanding. I hope this was helpful. Um, we'll see what I want to do next time. Uh, please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.